You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Welcome and thanks for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. We're uh, brought to you by Brandon Wellness. And Brandon Wellness is about investing and building in the community of Brandon. And uh, we have a member of our community here. Scott Carroll is joining us. Scott, thanks for taking time uh, to come join us. Absolutely. I appreciate you asking me to come. Yeah. Well, we're, and we're not going to take any live questions from the audience. This won't be like teaching. Okay. That's good. It, it, it'll be just you and me. So you yeah. don't have to worry about anybody. We're on the final stretch here before... Uh, <laughs> Before testing goes, and uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, stepping away from the teaching part of it right now <laughs> on the weekend is is all right. How do you recover, man? Like, because you fifth grade, you teach fifth grade math, yeah. Okay. Um, how, how do you recover from that? I mean, that's thirty five hours of pretty intense. Yeah, it's you know I've been doing it for this is my twenty third year now, and uh, you get to some tricks in uh, the trade for doing it for so long, but. It is a grind uh, right now, especially with Smarter Balance coming up here. The testing part, you know, you're kind of reviewing, 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 and and the kids. It's a battle. It's a battle for the kids. It's a battle for the teachers, and uh, you just kind of try to get through this uh, next month. And then now going into almost June is is you know usually you can kind of see the light of the tunnel, but it doesn't seem like that light's uh, very bright right at this moment with all the snow that we've had. So. My goodness. Uh, it's uh it's been a crazy year uh i think everybody's ready for some sunshine yeah. and some green grass and some some flowers and bushes and things like that that instead of the white snow constantly have snow days been forever ruined now for you this year yeah I do. <laughs> we uh it's the kids you know they're all super, super excited when we have snow days but kind of had a sit down talk with them you know a month ago and i said guys i know snow days are great uh but you got to remember, we're going to be going till August here if we keep getting these snow days. And then I said, I think you'd rather be going to school now when it's not very nice out than in June when it's 80 degrees, you know? So, uh, but it's been, it's been one of those, it's been a crazy, crazy winter. So, but we're surviving. So, so we, we, we're, we want to, you know, a lot of people, obviously growing up in Brandon, you grew up in Brandon. Yep. There's probably a lot of people listening to this that know you and have can tell stories about you growing up in Brandon but there's also people listening that you know are totally new they've just moved um so let's kind of let's kind of rewind the clock uh, give us a little bit you know how did you get to Brandon yeah I mean whoops go ahead sorry in in the beginning I mean how did you, how did you get here so uh, I'm a Wisconsin guy uh, that's where I was born my family's uh raised in Wisconsin all my relatives were from Wisconsin and uh, uh, actually, I was born in Green Bay. So, um, if anybody knows me, everybody knows my family. They know we're huge Wisconsin uh, fans. Green Bay sure. Brewers, Bucks, Badgers, all that kind of stuff. But moved here when I was six. Uh, my my dad got a job and kind of lived here since I've been you know in kindergarten. Okay. And uh, you know, grew up, went to school here. Uh, you know, kind of was a high school, somewhat of a high school sweetheart with my wife now. Uh, kind of dated our senior year okay. a little bit at the end of our senior year and then throughout college and uh, ended up, you know, getting married and things like that. But, uh, and then, you know, went to college and, and just kind of found my way back to Brandon. I don't think I ever really left Brandon. Uh, it's just, it's a place <laughs> where 
I, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of people that when they get to a point, they, they want to get away from where they maybe grew up and, and go somewhere different. And mm-hmm. for me, and, you know, even for a lot of my buddies and things like that too, that I'm, I'm really close with, Brandon's always been a home for us. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we just never had that ambition to leave. And, uh, I think when you find that it's, it's something special and, right. and, uh, I want to raise my kids here and, and who knows if my kids, you know, have kids and, and they do mm-hmm. the same thing or not, but, um, I've really been fortunate and lucky and, um, I wouldn't change anything. So, yeah. So you met your wife at Brandon high school. Yep. You have some of you, I mean, I know for sure Brian and I were talking like you guys, there's, there's a pretty good network of you guys that graduated. What, what years did, were you graduating? What was that time frame? 96. Um, okay. I graduated in 1996 and, um, yeah, the, it's crazy we do have a network of guys that, that, you know, that are my really good friends that, uh, that are still right around here and, and our, their, their kids are now friends with my kids and, it's just a crazy cycle, but it's like sure. you said, it's awesome. Graduating now, and some yeah. of them are heading off to college. Some of them are, yeah, three boys, and one's in yeah. college, and and uh, one's a sophomore, and one's a fifth grader. And like you said, it's kind of it's, it's life goes so fast yeah. that it's fun. Now with my kids, they're all about three or four years apart, so when one's done with something, the other one's going to start doing. I just the other day, I just. <laughs> We were sitting at the table, and the the light kind of beamed in on my sophomore, and and I go, dude, we have to we have to shave, you know. He's just, <laughs> you know, I did it with Peyton, and 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 you know, it's fun to do those That's little so things, true. and uh, so we got to we got to teach him how to shave, and and that's kind of as a parent, um, you get to yeah. you get to re go through some of those things, and it's awesome. So you so you did you teach all of your boys, Peyton and Ryland, and your youngest is. Uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Okay. So did you teach, have you taught all of them? I had, in, in some aspect I've had okay. them in class, um, Rylan and Wyatt, I had more Wyatt. I have, you know, I've, cause I've now math. The other one I had, or Peyton is the one that I didn't have as much, which okay. probably worked out for the best. Cause we're kind of, we're kind of alike in too many ways that, uh, I think it, uh, it would have probably had some rough yeah. patches, but, uh, but the other two I've had in class and it's, you know, a lot of people don't understand how we, how it's, they can think how it's hard, but it's, it's really not any different than, you know, being at home and, and they yeah. just have to try to remember that they're in a school setting, not at home sometimes. And so I treat them just like anybody else. I yeah. get after them when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and those types of things. So yeah, I've, I've had the, <clears throat> I've had the privilege of coaching, you know, coaching my boys and especially my oldest and Ryland are same age. And so got to coach those guys. And um, it, it's like, I've learned as they've gotten older, I'm relating the, relating to them more now as a athlete than I am as like a dad. Yeah, like, I mean, for like, sure. Cause you look at him and you go, well, okay. I mean, I'm still going to love you, Yeah, but you're going to be on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> like you're still my son, but I know that you don't want to be, you know, sitting or in school. I know you don't want to have D's to take home. I, I know you want to do well. I mean, you got to do the stuff. For sure. I can't do it for you. 
for sure. It's kind of like that tough love, you know, hey, I'm always going to be proud of you, but if you're not putting in that time and effort and and things happen because of that, then then you have to face the consequences. If it's like you said, sitting on the bench or if it's you failing a class and having to take it over. Um, it's some, sometimes as a parent too, we just have to, we have to let them make mistakes and, uh, and they have to figure out some stuff on their own. But I, you know, I know exactly what you're saying is, you know, trying to relate as an athlete. I was not, I mean, I was okay at some different things, but never, I feel like my kids are way above me as far as athletic ability. (laughs) I still could take them in whatever we play or do, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to, tell them, Hey, this is what you need to do. And they don't like to hear it a lot of times, but you know, I said, well, that you take it or, or leave it, whatever. So like, so I, and I don't know this, so I'm asking, but I mean, could Sue's take you like in high school? Like she, could she take you like if you're playing basketball? Absolutely not. No. Were you guys competitive that way? Oh, she's very competitive. She played college softball. Um, and, uh, um, no, I love her to death, but no, she, she wouldn't be able to, oh, for sure. Because when we, when Brian was in here, I told him I said, "How does it feel to be married to you know a Hall of Famer? Yeah, like, how does that to know that your wife can has the upper hand on you?" And yeah. I, I I know for a fact Cody is way more athletic than Brian, but so yeah. I, um, well, I, <laughs> I it's just <laughs> it, it, I, and I was amazed at how you know how how uh, you know how well he's doing to be able to you know carry that weight. Oh that, yeah, that your wife can just you know completely embarrass you in whatever sport <laughs> and now yeah and if my wife was sitting right here she'd probably say the opposite too that she could or she she would say that she would beat me and everything oh, so okay so, so, so you haven't things. you haven't given up then so you're still no. yeah okay good. yep do you guys do you guys still i mean when you guys go out like carols go out for days do you guys go golfing bowling i mean what do you what do you guys do for- well it seems like our dates right now are at a ballpark or um okay. you know eating a hot dog at the and nachos and uh but you know <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, you kind of go through those little areas, but, uh, of, of not having a lot of alone time with just me and her. Um, but, uh, like you said, we wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, sure. we still try to still try to go out every once in a while and, and, uh, and, but you know, then you're just talking about the whole week anyways and <laughs> about what's going on and what we have to do next week and the whole what's, rigmarole. What's it, what's it like being, I mean, you don't, I guess you probably don't know anything different, but I mean, what's it like being married to another teacher? Like I've never been in a situation where I had a teacher, you know, my wife doesn't teach, she does other stuff. And what's it like being married to a teacher? It, you know, it's, it's, we come home and there's some days that we just, you know, just, it's normal, but there's a lot of days where she vents or I vent and, mm-hmm. and just talk about, you know, talk about the day and, and uh what happened and kind of just get some stuff off her chest and i mean it's 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 tough but uh i mean like you said she loves her job um you know as as a pe teacher um she's gotten some really close friends uh teaching there as well and and uh, she loves what she does and she's so good at it um you know i would say she's a she's a way way better teacher than me as far as i mean she's just She's just awesome, and uh, everybody that's had her well, would say the same thing. And um, so, you know, sometimes she motivates me to, to you know, when I've been doing it for twenty three years, you can kind of get in a little lull. But sometimes watching her and and the amount of passion she has for it, uh, it kind of kicks me in the butt every once in a while. So, does she ever complain about having to carry Deckard at school? Uh, <laughs> I'll let her answer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, they're her and uh, Deckard are, are have gotten really really close, and uh, yeah. um, he's a good dude, and um, yeah. and no, they kind of they they're kind of like the yin and the, they they they, they complement yeah. each yeah, other yeah. pretty well. So good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. No, when you're when you're middle school PE, I mean, you got to work. You got to work with your people. Like. Yeah, that's a it's a that's a grind sometimes. <laughs> We had we had Adam Rothenberger. Uh, he was just on, and you know, talking about that that role of being middle school, and you know, I I never left middle school. I'm a middle schooler at heart, mm-hmm. so it's always hard for me to get serious with middle schoolers because yeah. I am one. Yeah. So, but having to what you guys do, I mean, fifth grade's a little bit different, but. It's it's getting it's getting to that middle school age too. I mean, it's getting close to that five, six, seven, eight. I mean, yeah. seventh and eighth is, yeah. You gotta you gotta be kind of pretty adamant with those with those guys and don't let them don't let them get an inch sometimes. But what what are the benefits of having you know it's it's unique to Brandon and some people that are moving here don't you know maybe don't realize this or don't understand this. But if you're not from around here, having that intermediate school concept, what have been the benefits of having all fifth graders and all sixth graders together. How have how has that been a benefit for for the education process? Well, I think you know at elementary when they're all split up now, and with what five, four or five elementary schools that we have, mm-hmm. um, they get to the intermediate school and see all the fifth graders together in one thing, and they're pretty shell shocked at the beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot of really nervous kids uh, and uh, really don't know what to expect. They think it's going to be. Um, they just think it's going to be overwhelming. And once they get going and realize that each each grade has different colored teams and it's kind of a little a uh, little school and kind of itself mm-hmm. but i think it's really it's the benefit of it is being with all the kids um mm-hmm. in one building and seeing all the kids from all the elementaries together and getting new friends um building new friendships uh, and understanding that i think that's very very important yeah. and uh you know, because that kind of, it's kind of a bridge just to, to get ready to go to middle school. Sure. And then obviously middle school is a bridge okay. to get ready to go to high school. And I think it's it's been a really good thing to have, you know, the yeah. fifth and sixth grade intermediate school. And I, from what I hear, I think they're building another one of those. And yeah. so. Well, you run out of room. I mean, you're almost out of room when you open the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's when we moved to Brandon is when the intermediate school opened. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, they were almost out of room immediately. But um, I, I do think it, I like it because from my perspective, you're starting to build that community, that oneness early. Yeah. It is a big group, Mm -hmm. but that's, as you move forward, you're all under one roof in a sense from fifth grade all the way to 12th grade Yeah, in the one school. And that'll change a little bit with the new intermediate school, but I think it's a positive thing for building community. And that's what, you know, that's what Brandon wellness and that's what, you know, Brandon is all about is, is community. I mean, that's why you're, you know, like you kind of said, it's special. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like you said, having everybody doesn't mean you're going to be around the same kids all the time because every year you're going to switch team or you're going to switch mm-hmm. and and take different classes and you're going to meet new people. Mm-hmm. But having so that's you know you're going to meet so many different yeah. individuals all the time. <laughs> and yeah, and the community, like you said, the community part of it is huge. Yeah, yeah that's. That's a neat. That's a neat part uh, of Brandon. Now, I, I want to talk to you about. We we've kind of covered the. You know, and I we could probably go into you know your Hall of Fame campaign as well. <laughs> but uh, I thought I, I just the reason that I asked you and the reason I wanted you to be here is because of the role that you play 
uh, with Special Olympics. And mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit, of, for those that don't know or maybe you're new, talk to me about, talk to us about Special Olympics, specifically in Brandon and, and what that looks like. And uh, All right. Yes. I mean, it's it's been a passion of mine. I did it in high school with uh, – some of you that maybe are listening, Brian Jacobson, uh, he is, uh, he used to run it here in Brandon before he, he moved away. And, and when I got my, the job here, they asked me if I wanted to be the special Olympics coordinator. And, and I said, absolutely. And I've been doing it for 23 years now. And, and, uh, my group started off really small and now it is ginormous. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, to see all the kids that we have involved um, with Special Olympics and the amount, the people that I have that help and the parents that are involved with this group is something that I don't think people understand. It's, it's, a, it's another family that I've got. I've gotten to be really, really close friends with a lot of the parents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the parents and the kids I've had for 22 years now, and they're still doing it. So I have, mm. I have kids um, like Eric Lean and, and uh, some of those kids and that I've had since they've been eight, and now they're 30 some years old. And it's just a bond, and it's just a friendship, and it's just it's a it's a chance for those guys to get together mm-hmm. and do things that they enjoy, like basketball and bowling and track. Mm. Um, and uh, I wouldn't change that for the world. Um, they mean everything to me. Um, some days when I do have a rough day and I have a Special Olympics practice, it pretty much puts things back and gets me back on track because <laughs> the smiles, the hugs, the the relationships um, uh, make you realize that, you know, hey, life's, life's a good thing, yeah. even on oh. a bad day. 20, I didn't realize that, 23 years. How, so how did you get in high school? How did you get involved in Special Olympics? So we just, you know, people, they ask if you want to, you know, help us, you know, basically the one that we did was uh, basketball. So we would we would go and help uh, just, you know, just coordinate things and help kids get to the right spots and, and things like that and help with practices and, and different things and kind of got really involved with it there and, and it just took off, you know, um, after, you know, after, Still, went, I went into special ed um, and taught that seven years in special ed, um, and then got out of that and went to um, elementary and, and and the intermediate school. But Special Olympics is always it was always a, a nice little bridge for me to have still, you know, be able to do some of those things that I I love doing it at at the beginning. So, yeah. what I, I've seen, you know, the the best buddies mm-hmm. program grow and talk to me a little bit about how that can make an impact in our community that program how, how can that how does that impact kids from your perspective well the best buddy thing is is another extraordinary thing that has, has started with the high school and i honestly i believe that they were probably the first in the state of south dakota if i remember right that started the best buddy program and what that does for my athletes, it gives them, you know, non-special Olympic peers that when they're walking through the hallways and, uh, you know, just having communication with people going out to the movies, uh, going, you know, they have special days on the weekends where they do just different activities to, to do that stuff. But the cool thing is, is now that everybody sees 
best buddies that are with these kids mm -hmm. and they don't even have to be signed up for best buddies anymore i mean they just just do it um they are at every event that we we like we had our basketball state tournament on a week ago and we had so many people the buddies and people that would just come and uh watch and you don't realize how much that means to those guys when they see the people they see in the classroom that they look up to coming and watching them doing their events um but i think it just gives everybody a, a sense of reality of how important every single person is mm -hmm. and uh just that they're just they're every, they're they're just a normal person mm -hmm. and uh and probably have way more fun in life than <laughs> than we do yeah um and uh, we, th I think we need to all have that mentality sometimes is to smile more, to, to hug, to uh, high five, to, you know, just live in the moment. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we take that for granted sometimes. And, and that's what Special Olympics and, and that stuff has done for me. It gets me back to that, those roots. Yeah. Wow. Such a cool, such a cool opportunity. And you know, this fall, was it a, or this fall, this winter, was at a basketball game and to see the Special Olympics, the basketball game going on at halftime. Yeah. I, I, I think the cheers were probably louder. And I, I, I don't think, I know they were yeah. louder for the game at halftime than the game. For sure. Know? And uh, just to me, those are moments when I go, I, this is a place that I love to be and seeing the community wrap around all all of our students yeah the ones that are quote unquote you know the varsity athletes mm -hmm. and the special olympians we we all cheer you know yeah. and i it just beats my heart and that's why i just you know i'm so thankful for what you do and the time you give i'm sure there's you know i'm sure the exorbitant salary that you take helps i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm just kidding no um I but i mean just the love of it and the passion um being in the uh, being around and just seeing the impact is um i i know for me it's important for me to to see that and uh and to share that so so thank you scott for your leadership and that no i i mean yeah, i appreciate it i wouldn't like you said i wouldn't change it for the <laughs> change it for the world and um you know i it's, it's it's a special thing and it's taught me a lot about life it's taught my kids a lot about life it's taught, mm -hmm. taught my wife a lot of things and and even my friends, they've gotten to be a big part of, of, you know, doing stuff and coming and watching. And, and I think it's, it makes everybody a better person. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited and we're kind of, you know, we've been unrolling this idea of our brand, the brand wellness center, but a huge motivation for this wellness center is that our special Olympians would have a place, um, 12 months out of the year mm -hmm. where they can have priority for space, whether it's basketball whether it's whatever sport they're doing i don't know if we'll have a bowling alley but i want <laughs> we've already mike i know mike's reached out to you and you've talked and uh daryl has been a part of these conversations where we really believe that this wellness center will become the home the unofficial home away from home for our special olympic athletes and we really and i as president of the board i want to make sure that that's our number one priority is giving you and your athletes the space they need to be healthy to be active yeah and and i wish you i wish it was done already 
because <laughs> we've struggled right now with finding gym space mm. um, because every spring sport cannot be outside. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's been a, it's been tough uh, to just even to find a, a, a space or an opportunity for us to practice, you know, once a week or mm-hmm. so just because of, of what the weather has done this year. It's, it's a year like no other. Uh, and I don't blame anybody for it, but to have something that we would have readily possibly available for us to have practices, to not worry about, you know, getting kicked out of or something or something mm-hmm. sh- comes up and, and things like that would be a humongous thing. I think a wellness center gives people an opportunity where they maybe don't feel comfortable going to a gym, like a, a fitness gym or a, a boot camp type of thing where they feel comfortable enough to be able to go and and do things, um, you know, wellness wise, mm-hmm. and then also be comfortable just to go shoot some hoops and uh, yeah. do some other things. Uh, I mean, wellness is a very important part for our Special Olympic athletes. Um, and, uh, and to be, you know, like everybody, they need to do it more. And uh, I think that would, the wellness center would be an unbelievable opportunity for these kids to, to just, you know, work out and, and do some of those things. And, and I, and I think too, it'd be a great place, a safe place for them to, to, to be themselves, but then also to make an impact on, on, on everyone in their community. Um, because it's hard in schools, you know, to have, you know, I've mentored in schools and it's kind of a, there's an access issue. Yeah. But in a community center where we can all be together and there can be a shared, um, you know, a shared space, mm-hmm. you can rub shoulders, you can yeah. bump into one another and say, Hey, yeah, it's good to see you, you know, and way to go. I, I think not, not that Brandon's lacking anything. I don't think Brandon is lacking anything. I think this could really help us be more of who we are in a different way. For sure. it, it, it like just kind of turns the volume up on that connectivity um, and taking a, you know, a Friday night at the stadium to a Tuesday afternoon yeah. at the wellness center. I mean, that you can have that same, Hey, it's good to see you that you have at sunshine. You can have that in a, in a wellness, in a wellness space. For sure. I think it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I think it's been a long time coming. I think mm-hmm. Brandon has, has needed this and I'm so grateful for the opportunity that it sounds, I mean, it looks like it's, it's a going on and it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a special thing for Brandon um, Brandon's a special place already, but to just keep doing little things, um, you know, every year that make it mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, I think as long as we keep doing that, you know, like you said, some new restaurants have opened up and, and, uh, you know, some new development things as far as other, other businesses and stuff that are have heard through the grapevine, but it's just, it's, and they're packed and they're busy and I, th- you know, and it makes, it just makes mm-hmm. Brandon a, a, a cool place. And I think the wellness center is going to be an absolutely awesome thing for, for mm-hmm. Brandon. Well, I'm excited for it. I, I really believe that with Mammoth Sports, um, they've stepped up huge. Um, they want to see this happen. Mm-hmm. They want to do it well. And they have a great passion uh, for Special Olympics as well uh, through their organization. And so we're really, that was really the reason one of the main reasons we decided to go with Mammoth is because they have a vision for not just sports. And I, you and I, 
We love yeah. sports. I love competition. But there is more to life than competition. There's, oh, sure. there's those human, real-life moments that you can't, you know, that just aren't articulated on a scoreboard. No. <laughs> Scoreboards come and go. Yeah, you know, and, exactly. But uh, relationships are, are, are long-lasting, life-lasting um, uh, things. And so... Scott, thank you. Is there anything else you would say to somebody that's coming, that's new to Brandon? They've just maybe just moved here or just thinking about moving here. What would you say to somebody? Give them a little bit of advice from a, can I say, oh, oh, are you in, consider yourself an OG? OG. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I would OB, think. OB, maybe. Oh, original Brandonite. Yeah. I've, straight out of Brandon. Straight out of Brandon. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would consider myself, yeah, Brandon. I still, okay. I still like the, take the claim to fame that i was actually born in green bay so uh but uh and my brothers weren't so it's kind of okay. so i'm actually a, a real uh wisconsin fan where they you you're a packers fan yeah huge packer fan yeah so oh, that's too bad yeah so um but as far as uh <laughs> as far as brandon goes uh i mean i've i there's so many things that you could say about brandon that that makes it a great community and um schools and and just the community in general um, that I, I think you've seen the, the flux of people coming in constantly, um, coming to our schools, uh, and, uh, just enjoying the, the community as far as, you know, it's just pretty, pretty low key yeah. and calm and, and Sioux Falls is close enough that if you do want to do something, but, um, I would say come on over, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the nice, comfortable ride. Mm -hmm comfortable see see i'm yeah. a pastor and yeah that, that's something i pick up all the time people are comfortable in brandon yeah, yeah. Uh, they're comfortable and, and, and i'm not always okay with that sometimes i like to jack them up a little bit yeah for sure uh, but it's you're you're definitely right i think dr larson said it best one time we he and i were talking about he goes we were talking about you know com community wellness improvement and stuff and he goes he goes i've lived all over the place what more do you want yeah you got safe streets. Yeah. You got great people. You got lots of space. You're close. What else do you want? Yeah. Um, and so I think gratitude, you know, gratitude for our community and folks like you. Thanks for taking time to share your story a little bit. Um, hopefully we can, you know, next time we'll get a little more, get a yeah. few more, uh, get a few more details. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm super excited for, for the opportunity to, to, uh, use that wellness center as a as a place for the special olympic athletes as well as as everybody else in the community and i think it'll be a cool place to possibly call home yeah well it's, i'm excited so brian threw you under the bus and got you on the podcast who would you like to throw under the bus and get on here next um you gotta throw somebody under the bus well i i mean there's a lot of people that i would but i don't know really what they would what they give <laughs> um oh, what could what about nick scott he would i mean he's a board member and and uh yeah he would be <laughs> he would be a he'd be a good one he you likes think we should get him on here he likes to he likes to talk he might have to go more than 15 minutes but uh um but i well the problem is i wouldn't get to talk yeah you would no if nick was on here i wouldn't do any talking no okay well I, that'd be a good one that'd be a good yeah. good episode well, if you think of somebody else to throw under the bus, let me know. Melcher, Jason Melcher, Ace, no. no. Yeah, maybe. Nah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. He'd be a 
He's kind of hard to nail down, though. Yeah, he's so super busy. He's kind of a Harrisburg guy, though. Now, isn't he? Kind of like he he's got his his little things in different communities. Like, yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of stuff on on the on the stove. Do you think he'd have time for us in Brandon? Oh yeah, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd make time. He would good. Okay, would well there you time. go, Jason. You're up next, and Scott said <laughs> you could make some time. Um, this has been good. Thanks, thanks for coming, Scott. I and, appreciate uh, we'll, it. Uh, we'll see you again. Thanks, man. Sounds good. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!